Hey folks, it's Pam. I'm back again from Down for Paws Dog Training. Um, I'm glad you guys are here with me. Last week, I kind of talked to you guys a little bit about how dogs learn. Today, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about dogs who pull on leash or lunge or bark and things like that and how to kind of um, fix it and kind of why they do what they do. Um, Scott, I know you have a dog. Um, what does it look like or what challenges do you have when you're walking your dog? Do you have any? Yeah, so sometimes he'll get stiff. Other times, if he sees a dog that either doesn't really know or doesn't like, he'll like lunge and he'll be like he's, he's a sheepy doodle, so he's like a big teddy bear. But and he's very yeah. like well tempered, temperament off off leash on dog parks and that sort of thing. But like yeah. when he sees a dog he doesn't like or he might not know, then he might react aggressively towards that dog on leash when that's not his nature when he's off leash. So that's, okay. that's become a challenge to overcome for yep. us. And, and those are all part of the common problems. People I hear from my clients that they have with their dogs, like, you know, they come across another dog, you know, they're reactive or, and I'll talk about what that means versus aggression a little bit later. But all those things that you're talking about, I definitely hear those about the dogs barking at other dogs, barking at other people, or even noises per se, could just pretty much be anything that the dogs bark at. But there's certain things that they do um, bark at, but they bark for many reasons. And I want to, um, so dogs pull for one reason, they pull simply just to follow you. And because they, not to follow you because for you to follow them because they know you will follow. And so what that kind of looks like is, you know, you're walking down the street and your dog starts to pull, it's our natural instinct to pull, like follow them along. And we usually do do that for the most part, the longs they're, you know, not barking or anything like that. They may be trying to go get something on the floor or go see like a dog off in the distance, but essentially they do pull because they're trying to um, um, get away from you, so to speak, on the leash, because leashes can be very restricting for dogs um, per se. So that's one reason um, why they might pull. And I'll get into equipment a little bit later of how to deal with that. But I just want to go through some of the reasons. So they'll pull for that reason. Also, last week when we was talking about how dogs learn, I was talking about how you can inadvertently teach your dog um, how to, uh, uh, you know, not teach your dog, but you can inadvertently um, build an emotional response, um, have your dog, how should I say it? Not build an emotional response, but for instance, if you keep on popping a leash every time you walk the dog on a walk, they'll learn to kind of be sketchy towards the leash or things like that. So with that being said, if you're like popping a leash or saying no to the dog every time, they'll at least try, they'll try to pull to get away from you as well. Um, so even the whole leash, leash handling and stuff like that is very important. Um, when you do walk your dog on a leash, what do you usually walk your dog with, Scott? Uh, so I have a harness that actually connects on the front and back. So okay. yep. he's a strong guy. So mm -hmm. uh, we stumbled. We went through a front harness. We went through a well, we went through a back harness initially, and then yep. he became a sled dog. And then we did a front harness, which didn't. It kind of worked, but not really. Yep. And then we went to a martingale, which just made it actually made his neck stronger, believe it or not. So yeah, uh, yeah. over like the first, we tried it for like two months and we're like, I think his neck muscles are getting stronger. And oh, that pulling, right? Yeah, pull. yeah. Yep. Yep. And so uh, we got recommended We the harness has two connectors. And when he pulls on that, he locks right in. So yep. that made life a little bit easier. He's still pretty strong. So when he does see a dog, if he, if we don't do something to distract him, 
that exactly. And yeah. yep, and I'll talk about this. So what, what Scott's talking about is the front clip and the back clip harness. And so remember I was talking about leashes, how dogs try to get away from you. So when you actually have on that harness and it's clipped in the back, the dogs are trying to get away because they're, you know, they're on a leash. Why wouldn't they want to try to get away? But when you have the front clip harness and it clips in the front and your dog trying to pull, it redirects them. Um, with that being said, it's not like a cure-all. It's not meant to kind of stop your dog from pulling. It's meant to decrease your dog's pulling. So in that sense, you still would need training, but you absolutely did do the right things by trying to get those um, tools and you know equipment for your dog and stuff like that. But that's one of the reasons why they will pull too. Um, also, um, right along with the reason of you know popping a leash or you know and stuff like that, smaller dogs they do not like being on leash and also not all smaller dogs, but simply for, they have back problems. So if you're doing all that leash pulling and stuff like that, it could be like irritating to them in their back and stuff like that. So that's another reason why dogs may pull as well, or just the type of leash you may have in general. So if you have the retractable leash, if you like fumble around with it, of course, you can let your dog go further and back and then you can lock it. But then the dog doesn't know like, hey, am I walking? Am I going? When you let them, you know, sometimes go far, I said sometimes let them go close. And then they end up just wanting to get away in general. Um, so equipment is very, very important. And so some of the things that can help your dog when they are pulling on walk is always make sure they have a collar on just for safety reasons. Um, again, like you were using a harness, you can use a front clip harness um, to help decrease the pull-in on walks as well. Um, in addition, there's something called a gentle leader. And so that helps control the dog on walks too, but that's around the dog's muzzle. So it controls from the head back. So when the dog pulls, it redirects the head to the side. And so they're not pulling forward okay. and the harness um, is from the chest back. So those two things can help as well. And even grabbing a four foot leash instead of like a six foot or a longer leash, just so you can control the dog better on walks um, would be ideal too for um, people who are experiencing dogs who pull on the leash. Um, with that being said, that's why, you know, when I talk to my clients at the initial consultation or if they call me for any type of leash handling skills, I try to go over like an essential dog training checklist to make sure. Because the first thing, even if your dog's pulling, is trying to manage it. Um, and management just means um, doing something kind of to level out and decrease the dog's behavior until training takes place and that you can get that settled away. So that's why I like to go over the doggy training checklist to get, you know, all the tools for, um, you know, dogs who may pull it, just training in general. And one of those are like the harnesses, the leashes and stuff like that. Um, but Scott, did you know that all dogs, they're not, they don't know how to walk on leash is something that we have to teach them. I think a lot of people just, you did, did you know that? I could imagine that like they're like, yeah. they're, they love being off leash. And so yeah, sort of like, what the heck is this thing? If you put them, if you think about it, if you put yourself in their position, it'd be really weird, right? So yeah. yeah, I can imagine that. Exactly. And so we actually have to teach our dogs to walk on leash. So if they're pulling when you first get them, it's what's to be expected because they just don't know. And we want to teach them. And so when I do talk to my clients about leash walking, and I encourage you to think about this as well, if you're listening, if your dog's pulling, I tell this to my classes, to my clients too, no matter what I teach you about dog training or whatever, think, and especially leash pulling and walking, think about what leash walking and what the walk will look like to you. And when I say that, what I mean is when I teach leash walking, 
you know, ideally you want your dog to walk next to you. So I will teach it that way. But if you're okay and you just want your dog not to pull, that's fine. You know, we can work on just your dog just walking or we can work on attention walking, keeping your dog closer by you. But so that's one of the first questions I ask is like, what does that look like for you? And so, you know, when you're taking your dog out for a walk, just think about that. Like, what does it look like for you? Okay. Um, and to kind of, you know, I, we're using a lot of lingo and jargon and stuff like that. And I hear this a lot when, um, you know, clients call or people call to look for dog training. You know, my dog is aggressive or my dog's, you know, you know, showing his teeth. There is a difference between leash reactivity and leash aggression. So leash reactivity, and that's when people say their dogs are pulling or things like that. Those are dogs who pull bark and lunch, but they're not upset and not upset, meaning that they're pulling because they want to get somewhere. They want to meet the person in front of them, or they want to play with another dog. So that's when I say leash reactivity, that's what I'm talking about. Leash aggression is for dogs that are lunging, bullet, um, barking and things of such, but they are upset uh, or fearful or something. So they're either barking to make things go away or they're barking because they're fearful or something. And so uh, there's, it's a slight difference, but it, it definitely is a difference in um, their behavior and stuff like that. So, but once a dog gets to the point where um, they're lunging, barking because they're fearful, they're actually past the learning stage where you have to, you know, you can, you know, work on um, attention walking with getting your dog working next to you and stuff like that. And so last week I talked about how dogs learn and the emotional response. And so when they're past that change, we have to change that response they have to either the dog or person when they're reactive. And again, I talked last week about pairing stuff together. So we use treats like that. And it's a process called desensitizing the dog, which essentially is just working with your dog with the trigger, which is the either the person or, you know, the dog and kind of working close further away and kind of moving closer over the course of the weeks. But it's a whole um, strategy uh, uh, be, uh, behind that. Um, also, with that being said, so Scott, you mentioned that your dog um, reacts on leash. So there's this body language handout. I'm going to show the folks and how that looks because if you can actually read their body language and catch it before they react, because there is, they do, they don't just start barking out the blue. There's subtle, subtle signs they give us. And if you can redirect your dog and redirect, and I mean like get a treat and go the opposite way or redirect focus, um, that will be ideal. So if you want to show them, um, if we pull that up, okay. Yeah. So we have this doggy body language worksheet and I love to give these to like my clients to hang on the fridge. So if their dog's doing something that's like interpreting, uh, speaking to your dog. So when you go on a walk and your dog first um, sees something or a trigger, a trigger, I mean like anything they want to meet or greet or something that kind of gets their attention, you'll see them looking alert um, right here with the ears up. And so at that point, the dogs are making a decision and the decision is, okay, you know, am I going to lark? They're making a decision, emotional decision. Remember, they learned by the emotional response of either what they're seeing off in the distance, whether it's a person or another dog. And at that point, you can help them make that decision. You can get out some treats and work on distraction by throwing treats on the ground. So they're looking down while that person park walks by um, that if you know your dog's lunging. So right there when they're alert, that's when you want to catch them. 
And if you do that enough and catch them when they're alert and kind of show them what they're supposed to do, for us like tossing treats or redirecting them, which I'll talk a little bit more about, um, then every time they see that um, situation or that person, they'll look to you for treats or, you know, sit or whatever technique you're working on at that time. So with that being said, if they're alert and if you don't catch that, then you'll notice they may look a little bit suspicious and that's when you'll see them stiffen up a little bit and their body leans forward, okay? So that's the next step and before they start lunging and barking. But usually at that time, you know, we're like, oh, don't worry, it's okay. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, which in reality, we probably should be hightailing it or you turning in another direction. But if we don't catch that signal, then you'll see them either looking threatened and then they start barking and then they're angry. And that's usually when we're like, whoa, wait a minute. Why is my dog reacting? And then they do it each and every time. But in reality, they was giving you subtle signs right when they were alert and suspicious. And what some of those signs would look like, um, what your dog's hair may stiffen up on their back. Um, they may even show some teeth. Their lips may come up a little bit. Um, their ears may be pushed back because they're a little bit cautious. So these are all signs that your dog is trying to tell you um, before they actually start lunging and barking. So if you think about it, if you know that your dog's like reactive or aggressive on leash, um, one, thing you can, one thing you can start doing today before anything happens is look at your, you know, assess your dog's body language, you know, um, look at this handout or, you know, start reading the body language. You know your dog and you know when they look scared or fearful. You can even look up dog body language. There's certain things they will do. Um, and then if you see that in your dog before you even attempt the trigger, you can go in the opposite direction um, to kind of help them out. Um also, so, yeah, so we're done with the dotty body, body language, but that's like a be, very, very, very important piece. Yeah. Um, so far as how to actually, far as training-wise, how to change that behavior, again, like I said, dogs learn by emotional responses. So just teaching them something called the find it game is very beneficial. That's something really simple. And all you do is just toss treats on the ground. And you say the word find it. And it's more about them making an association between you saying the word and find it. And if you do that enough, like in the morning, make coffee, just toss a bunch of treats and say, find it. Over time, you'll notice when you say the word, your dog will start looking down, searching to the ground. And it doesn't matter if you have treats or not. You just want them to look and search for them. And if you do, it's great. But you can use that on walks if you start to, if you see another dog off in the distance or another person, or if you think that your dog's going to react. You teach them that. You teach them find it. They look down in the person's past and you're right along your way on a great um walk okay so yeah, that's pro when, tip if you're going to throw the treats throw them in the direction opposite of the dog that's coming so, to well no so the thing is when you're doing find it um yeah. you, you can pull over to pull over to the side like you're in a car so you can yeah. you know stop on the sidewalk and just toss it like in the grass so they like okay. really find it or in a really side walk. it really doesn't matter where you're tossing the treats belong you belong to you you get them to look down and gotcha. they're okay um let's go so that's yeah. one cool tip um but first training wise it just you know you want to contact a trainer, contact your local trainer and, you know, have them work on, on desensitizing your dog um, to all the triggers, um, whether that's a person or things like that. But um, some things you guys can do now, some tips um, to kind of wrap this up. Um, start off again. I always will talk about managing, managing your dog. So if you keep your routine consistent um, on walks, that would help your dog as well. And try going out at times where there's low volume of people and distractions. So if that's um, 
early in the morning, you know, at seven, take your dog for a walk during that time. So they're not running into their triggers. Because one thing about dogs is, you know, the more they practice an unwanted behavior, the harder it's going to be to change. And so even if they're barking at people inside the house, you don't want to let them do that as out the window. You don't want to let them do that as well. So try closing the blinds. Um, also on walk, again, equipment. Um, you want to try getting a, a front clip harness um, or a gentle leader or a short leash to, for better um, control on walks. Also, again, as I said, if they're doing the barking, which is called watchdog barking out the window, you want to close your blinds or set it up so they're not able to do that at high volume times when people are walking around. Um, also, running the fence, um, watching people running the fence, you want to stop your dogs from doing that as well if you can. And that's also a perfect time um, to work on recalls with your dog as well um, when you're calling them away from your fence. But generally, those are all um, the tips for if dogs pull and stuff like that. And I hope that it, it did you take anything away from this, Scott? I hope you did since you yeah, have sure. a lot of good tips and different things, like tactics we can use. When yeah. someone, if our dog is barking at the window, along with closing the blinds, can we then also sort of like practice the find a game then as like a indoor exactly. like yeah. situation? Yep, 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 to, yep, absolutely can. So what I would practice first is the recall. Yeah. Um, just because if you're not right there to have them to say find it, then yeah. if you're right there, of course, and you have a treat, go ahead and do find it. But also it's a good opportunity to practice recalls um, in your house as well. So when they are at the window, they'll come back each and every time. And you actually want, can give them a treat or take a good job when they do come back so that they know, okay, I'm barking at the window. When they call me, I'm going to get a treat. So they'll come each and every time. Gotcha. Re reward and appraisal is everything. Um, sure. uh, yeah. So I'm glad you were able to learn some things and maybe get some advice for your dogs. I hope um, folks that are watching, you're able to get some cool tips on how to manage your dog um, when they uh, pull and also, you know, what it actually means when dogs pull and kind of some techniques to kind of fix that. Um, and thank you guys for checking in and hanging out with me this week. And I'll be back next week to give you guys some more cool tips. But if you guys want to reach me, you can find me at down for pause, or you can go to downforpause.com and locate me there. And I will see you guys next week. Awesome. We'll see you guys. If you have any questions, drop them in the comments and we'll hit you up. But otherwise, see everyone next week. Next week. Bye. Okay.